Support for this podcast comes from Avature ATS, an applicant tracking system that redefines user experience for candidates, recruiters and hiring managers. Just listen to one of the many ways in which L'Oreal USA has improved their hiring process with Avature, as told by Edward Dias, Director of Recruitment Intelligence and Innovation. Since we've been using Avature ATS globally, we have been able to massively improve our communication rate with candidates during and following their application. Uh, before over a million people worldwide would never get contacted. Um, but with this smart automation and flexible processes, we've been able to change that. And that's been a huge achievement. Visit avature.net, that's A-V-A-T-U-R-E dot net, to learn why global market leaders like L'Oreal choose Avature to extend the candidate experience from shoulder tap to first day. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 309 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Remote working, flexible working and distributed working were all big topics last year in a debate that's now jumped forward 10 years during 2020. So what does the future of work now look like? How will remote working develop as we move forward and how can employers build culture and a sense of belonging within a distributed workforce? My guest this week is Tammy Rosen a senior HR executive with leadership expertise at startups and Fortune 100 companies, including Atlassian, Apple and Goldman Sachs. Tammy recently took an instrumental role in developing a framework for the future of work called Team Anywhere and has a vast amount of knowledge to share on remote and distributed working. Hi, Tammy, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me today. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Sure. I'm Tammy Rosen, and I'm an HR executive who spent a lion's share of my career working in Fortune 100 and also um, startup um, companies leading HR teams. Before we sort of get into some of the topics that we're going to talk about, tell us a little bit more about your your backstory, because you, you've had some really interesting experience. Absolutely. So you probably are noting I have a nice New York accent. So I was born and bred in New York. I went to college upstate New York and had my first job back in New York City as a loan officer and a banker. So the dream of HR was not even in my eyes as I graduated college and started my first um, job but found really quickly that I loved working with people and helping the companies grow and develop. Um, What I didn't love was actually spending time doing all the write-ups and all the paperwork around it and accidentally fell into um, an interview actually um, at a recruiting firm that was placing technologists on Wall Street. And I took the job uh, because I really enjoyed um, the people I met and started making placements as a recruiter um, and saw what a great thing it was to give people their first opportunity to get the job of their dreams. And after about a year and a half, I decided that maybe I wanted to start my own recruiting organization, but I knew 
that I didn't have sort of a good partner to do it with and I didn't have the money. So I took a contract recruiting job at Goldman Sachs with a plan to be there for six months and get money, find a partner, start the company. Um, Well, clearly that didn't go my way because almost 17 years later, um, I became an entrepreneur within Goldman Sachs and helped to build out recruiting teams, HR teams, diversity programs, including the LGBT ally program and, and much, much more. It was a great experience. And that's sort of like the first part of my career was really just about discovery, what I loved and learning. And the second part is when I took the leap and moved out west with my family, which was at the time my two kids, my husband, two cats. Um, we've recently acquired a husky um, in the last few years and um, started a job at Apple um, in Apple HR and then Apple University. And Apple University was a great experience because that actually gave me sort of the rounding out um, of studying culture and helping leaders wrestle with the tensions in culture through using business school um, teaching methods. And that was an amazing experience. And now part three is where I'm at right now in my career, where I've been um, a chief people officer at some cutting edge startups as well as technology companies and really helping to lead the people strategy and helping companies see that the people strategy is your business strategy. Fantastic stuff. So you've worked with and worked in some of the big tech companies and Obviously, for the last few years, though, those companies have been aggressively recruiting, aggressively growing, and it's been interesting to watch them sort of really drive forward some of the technologies and some of the, the methodologies that have been used in, in recruiting. How is the pandemic changing things? How is it affecting the way that tech companies hire? So I think it really depends on the company. Um, and Some companies, as you may have known, have gone on freezes or slowed down and have focused internally. Others have really sped up their recruiting because now they see there's a lot less competition for talent and they're also able to reach greater talent in different locations. So what I am seeing in the recruitment side is that the reach and the ability to access talent that are um, in different locations outside the traditional borders of where an office was located is, is greater. I'm also starting to see um, companies thinking about unique ways to reach talent. Um, what has changed only slightly is really the method to which people are recruiting. I think instead of the in-person and flying people in, they're doing everything over Zoom. I don't know how effective that will be over, over a long run, but right now it's been quite effective. And I think over time, um, you, you'll start to see new tools and ways in which you can recruit that will help enable um, the actual process of recruitment. But for now, I think um, people are just sort of um, substituting Zoom for in-person. And I think at the more junior and intermediate levels, uh, the virtual interviewing is working very effectively and companies are getting a lot of great talent. Um, you know, I know companies, including one of the companies I worked at, where they've hired thousands of people during this time. Um, in all different locations and have been onboarding those people remotely. I do think at the more senior levels for recruitment, um, it's harder and it's taking longer. um, And that's because um, they feel the more in-person is is more important. And I think people are going to have to learn how to um, reconcile if we're in the state where we are today of doing more things virtually. 
And I suppose that leads nicely onto my next question about about doing things virtually. It seems like for sort of most of the the last two decades, we've been arguing about remote working and and working from home. And will companies embrace that? And, and what does the future of work look like? And and twenty twenty has obviously sort of thrown everything up in the air, and and all companies have had to embrace people working from home. And, and I suppose the debate at the moment is what the future of that what the future of that looks like in the experience of the people that you've been working with what 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 does this look like for those technology companies are they going to be you know massively embracing virtual teams how do you see it sort of panning out well i see it as a continuum um and there's uh some people that because the pandemic and we don't have other options we are all virtual right now we're all distributed and they're just making the best of it and substituting in-person meetings with zoom meetings And I think when the tide changes and the pandemic's over, you'll see some of those companies just go back to the traditional ways they work. Um, Other companies will kind of have a flavor of it. And and I think the flavors will exist anywhere from being a little bit more flexible to allowing people to take more work from home days or more, um, you know, flexing their hours to companies that go fully distributed. And I think there are kind of three elements that people need to think about as they design their programs. One is how do you help employees harmonize their work and life and find the time in which they can work and the place in which they can work best for them so they can be most productive. The second piece is really reaching talent all over the place. And in the past, we've been relegated and uh, to the offices in which we work and a small radius around them and where people migrated. And now if you open up that Um, you can get talent all over and really increase the diversity of the talent you have um, that could come to bear to support your team and mission. And then the third piece is to just be able to give people the ability to harmonize their life and then to reach talent everywhere is just not enough. You have to find those sort of collaborative moments where you can intentionally collaborate both digitally and also in person for connection and belonging. So I think companies are going to have to look at those three elements and figure out based on their mission, based on the work that they do and the type of workers they have, how they want to work and not really be focused on the where. They have to be more agnostic to the where. And then once you decide the how you're going to work, really figure out the physical locations you'll need in order to have the deliberate and intentional collaboration. So I do see a lot of the tech companies moving towards the more distributed environment and and less to the traditional. And I think they're taking that leap because COVID has shown us that we can do it and be productive. Just digging in a bit deeper into the the distributed workforce. You talked about finding those moments for collaboration and people people getting t- together. Can you sort of talk a little bit more about how companies can sort of build a culture or build an employer brand if they're if if they're working in that distributed way? For sure. Well, I'll start with just giving sort of the belief system that we all have. We all believed because we went to an office every single day that we were incredibly productive. We collaborated incredibly. We had so much innovation and that just, you know, those collision moments or the water cooler moment added something amazing to the company that we wouldn't have had if we didn't show up to work that day. And that's actually not true. And the reason it's not true is we know people were frustrated with the open floor plans. 
A lot of people spend their time with their headphones on. There's a huge line item in every single budget that is called offsites, where we take our whole team and we go to some beautiful location just so that we can collaborate and actually innovate. So if we can kind of go to a beginner's mindset and start thinking about what is the most effective ways to collaborate and when, and when is the best time to have those deliberate, asynchronous, um, deep thinking moments that we need individually and how those work together, I think companies will do a lot better. Um, so to your question on collaborating, it's going to look different for every single company. And I would recommend to people to look at both digitally collaborating over Zoom or over other tools that might come, come to bear as well as really finding those deliberate moments to get together because people need a sense of belonging. They need a sense of identity from the companies they work with. They want to feel like they're towards the mission. And in order for them to do their best work, they want to come to work with people that they really enjoy doing it with. So I think you're going to have to be creative. Do I have the solutions right now? No, but I will say that this is really the thing to solve for and the exciting work that us in the HR fields can really take on board and lead. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be a really interesting time in terms of thinking about those those challenges and I'm really interested to see how 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 companies solve them. You 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 mentioned sort of technology there, you mentioned Zoom and 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 other tools. What what role does HR and and recruiting technology play in all of this? It's going to be a big role. Um the challenge right now though is that we've just substituted everything for video conferencing and Zoom being one of the best, right? Um but at the same time, we haven't really seen what the market's going to come out with and where all these small startups are going to start thinking about those collaborative tools that you can use. And I think if we just rely on sort of the Google documents or SharePoint type, type um, tools, that won't be enough because those really encourage more asynchronous work and very necessary. And I don't disagree that we'll have many more of those. And there are tons of companies out there. Um, that have tools to help with project management and team collaboration, but those are all asynchronous. The thing that I think will be great is to see where the market will yield in enabling that collaboration and reinforcing teamwork and belonging and connection, both digitally and also in person, but the tools will be really necessary. So I guess I'm putting a call out to all those you know, startups and uh, future uh, founders to really create amazing tools that can help us with building that sense of belonging, reinforcing teamwork and connection. Absolutely, because Zoom fatigue is real and you see people here on back-to-back video calls all day just replacing the the uh, face-to-face meetings that they had. And th- there absolutely has to be a better way. And you see that, that companies are um, solving this problem and working in interesting, interesting ways. So, uh, which which kind of brings me on to my, my last question. This is very much a sort of a transitional period. It's very difficult to accurately predict what's going to happen next week, let alone what might happen in 18 months' time. But I'd be interested to, to kind of get your, get, get your view um, on on what you think the the future will look like. I mean, if we were having this conversation in eighteen months' time, what do you what do you think, or what do you hope that we would be talking about? So, my pie in the sky hope would be that the pandemic is behind us, um, and that companies are settling into their new ways of working, and that they're showing that a more distributed environment can lead to more innovation, productivity, employee satisfaction, and most importantly, well being. Um, Because what we've seen during the pandemic is how much stress and strain has been put on our employees. 
And my fear is that we're going to have sort of an aftershock of a lot of people just really having to synthesize what they've been through and really hoping that their health, both mental and physical health, will be ready for the next sort of chapter post-pandemic. Um, so what do I think the future will look like? I think there'll be a variety of companies that have uh, more distributed workforces. I think there'll be more companies that will be willing to give people more flexibility. I do think there'll be new ways in which people work. Um, as you've seen recently, some companies have announced we're not a nine to five anymore. And let's start looking at how we leverage the clock differently and and really giving people more um ability to choose what time of the day and when they want to work and do they want to do it continuously or if they want to do four hours here and maybe take a break and do do three or four hours later. So I think what you're going to see is a lot of innovative new ways of working and more flexibility that are more people centric versus office centric. Um, And seriously hope that this pandemic's behind us. If it's not, and we are in sort of like a mode of every year needing a new vaccine like the flu, I do think that we're going to just unfortunately be stuck in an environment where more people are not convening um, in the way we used to in the past. Tammy, thank you very much for talking to me. It's been my pleasure to be here and looking forward to hearing um, people's reactions to our conversation. So thanks for having me and um, have a good day. My thanks to Tammy Rosen. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. You can search through all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. And on that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.